Hey everyone, welcome to the Sincerely Shatea podcast. I am your host, Shatea, and let's just jump right into it. There's so much to talk about. I'm so excited. This week has been a whirlwind. So I want you guys to take a trip down memory lane with me. So close your eyes. Picture it. 2001, December. On the set of Geely, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez meet. Now, at the time, she's still married to her second husband, Chris Judd. If you remember him, you remember he was a dancer for her, Britney Spears, and Sync, yada, yada, yada. They met. They signed on to do another movie called Jersey Girl, and that sparked rumors. By November 2002, Jennifer Lopez had confirmed to Diane Sawyer that they were engaged. She had a big pink diamond on a platinum band. I'll never forget it. But I do remember, don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. And I remember the video and everybody being so hyped about the video because Ben Affleck was in the video rubbing Jennifer Lopez's butt on a yacht. Oh my gosh, what a moment. They split up a few days before their wedding in 2004. The rumor was Ben's family didn't like Jennifer, but apparently that's not the case. What happened coming from Jennifer Lopez was that it was just too much. Someone leaked all of the information about their wedding and they decided that they were going to set another date, but they never set the date and they ended up splitting up. So that's what happened. Fast forward 19 years and Jennifer Lopez is just getting out of a relationship with A-Rod And here comes Batman swooping back in and sweeping her off her feet. I'm a very nostalgic person. So I feel so like, ah, this is happening again. I feel like it's 2002 again. And I think the reason everyone is so rooting for this relationship to work out, please, God, is because the world is so crazy now. And if we could just have this one thing, this one thing. it'll be nice it'll be nice to see Jennifer Lopez in a good relationship with somebody we want her with because it's our world and she's just living in it no what I didn't realize was that Jennifer Lopez was married to Mark Anthony for 10 years that's a long time for Jenny So according to TMZ, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez didn't just rekindle their romance within the last two weeks. Instead, it's been building since February when he started flooding her with emails while she was in the Dominican Republic filming. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ Ben and J-Lo were in very regular contact by email starting in early February when she flew to the Caribbean to begin filming Shotgun Wedding. We're told the tone of the emails wasn't just friendly, but more loving and longing for Jen. Which is like really shady because she's in a relationship with A-Rod, but we didn't know what was going on with A-Rod and his trash self. For instance, after seeing pics of Jennifer in the DR, he wrote to tell her how beautiful she looked and how much he wished he could be down there with her. Of course, he was busy at the time in Boston shooting the Tinder bar with George Clooney, and she was still engaged to Alex Rodriguez. Mind you, there's a picture of her 
with Alex Rodriguez in the Dominican Republic. I wonder if this was the picture he saw where he's like, hmm. Yeah, you know what? He doesn't he doesn't fit well with her. I would like to be with her. Let me send her an email. Our sources say the emails also referenced JLo's love for Ben's writing and included a line about him being able to own her heart with his pen. We're told they continued emailing each other back and forth for the duration of JLo's shoot, which wrapped in late April. As far as our sources know, there was no physical contact or rendezvous between them during this time, but the emails do add context to how they seemingly got together so quickly. Remember, they were very publicly together in L.A. the first weekend of May, just two weeks after Jen and A-Rod called off their engagement. Folks in Ben and Jennifer's world say they had always maintained a friendship since splitting up in 2004. However, as we first told you, they were together again in Montana this past weekend. One more clue, the exes have been in close contact for some time came with InStyle Magazine's recent J-Lo cover story. It included a quote from Ben gushing about his ex-fiance saying in part, she has great talent, but she has also worked very hard for her success. And I'm so happy for her that she seems at long last to be getting the credit she deserves. That story did not include a quote from Jen's then-fiancé, A-Rod. While it looked like Benifer the second went from 0 to 100 in record time, the emails show they were doing at least 55 by the time they started hanging out again. Oh my gosh, this is like the best story ever, isn't it? I hope they stay together forever. I know it may not happen, child. With Jennifer Lopez's track record and A-Rod's track record and and Ben's track record, I don't know what's going on with these three. I have no idea. Is Jen really over A-Rod? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But let's just take A-Rod out of the picture since he fucked up so bad. I hope these two stay together for a long time. I need it to happen. So remember I said Jennifer Lopez said that the relationship ended because the media gave away all of their wedding details and they just decided to change the date and they never went back to change the date and they ended up splitting up. Well, apparently that's not true. According to Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo, you can follow her on Instagram. She says that that is not what happened. August 2003, August 7th, 2003, an article came out saying that there was a stripper that Ben Affleck had cheated with. And it says a stripper has told how she convorted with Ben Affleck in the night of fun, which cost him his engagement to Jennifer Lopez. Tammy Morris said she frolicked with the 30 year old actor and three other lap dancers after he picked them up in an exotic nightclub. Then a dancer at Brandy's Exotic Nightclub in Vancouver, Canada, Morris reportedly hooked up with Affleck, now 42, during a wild sex and drugs party at a private home with several strippers. Weeks later, on September 10th, Affleck and Lopez called off their wedding, just four days before they were set to say, I do. Tammy said, it's a night I'll never forget, and I'm sure one he'll never forget either. She was 29. Twice-divorced Miss Lopez dumped the star of Pearl Harbor and called off their wedding after the humiliating revelations. Just a week before, he spent more than a million dollars on a singer-turned-actress's 33rd birthday, splashing out a Rolls Royce 
diamond ring and a surprise party. Miss Morris also told how Affleck gave the strippers large tips and told them, keep this just between us. Affleck and Miss Lopez later had a series of heated phone calls, but have not been seen together since the allegations emerged. Miss Lopez, who is also working in Canada in Winnipeg, has taken off her engagement ring and told friends the romance is over. It's over. He made me a laughing stock, she said. Her family have also told her that it, if the wedding does take place, they will not attend. Some friends believe the couple still could marry later this year, however. I spoke with Jennifer, and she was crying throughout the conversation, said one. This must be killing her, but she'll get past it. There'll be a wedding. So he cheated, which is not surprising because... I mean, he cheated on his wife, and now you go back and I find this. I, I, Okay, this is not surprising at all. Now, what I don't seem to understand with these people, men mostly, because it seems like they're the only ones getting caught, and, you know, they like to say that men are dumb, and I know that, but still. Where are the NDAs? If you're going to cheat and you don't want to get caught, how about you cover your ass? NDAs, people. Portia Williams had a lot of people talking this week. On Sunday, she posted a few pictures on Instagram of her mother's day. They celebrated her grandmother's birthday. And there was a picture of Dennis standing on her left side and Simon standing on her right. Now, Simon is the husband of Fallon, who was a friend of the show on Real Housewives of Atlanta. If you remember the first, I'm sorry, the second or third episode of this season's Real Housewives of Atlanta, the girls went over to Fallon's house and were in her big pool. And, you know, she's a very pretty girl. And this was her husband who was much older than her. And we knew that he was pretty rich. All of a sudden, Portia has her hand on his stomach or whatever it just looked a little bit too close and everybody was like oh people are saying that Portia's dating this guy now and I'm like no way no way it's not true I don't believe it so my friend and I we had a discussion and she was like I don't believe it and I was like I don't believe that either well oh my goodness were we wrong because the next day Gary with the T asked Portia on Dish Nation about you know what people were saying about she and Simon and all she said was I'm happy with my new love and then she looked to have a ring on and it was not the ring that Dennis got her because Dennis's ring is more of an oval shape and this was more of an emerald cut I know my cuts of diamonds well this was an emerald cut and then after the Gary with the T clip came out Portia posted on Instagram this long message and I'm like oh gosh well she confirmed that she and Simon are dating and that they not not that they're dating honey they are engaged and they've only been with each other for a month and this is what they want and yada 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 so Simon also put out a statement on his Instagram and we are just appalled because we're like what are you first of all isn't Fallon your friend and she made it very clear that she and Fallon were not friends and 
just because you come on as a friend of the show don't necessarily mean you are a friend of the person that bought you on the show you could just know them bravo could think they're good for the show and you're used as a segue to get them onto the show and that's usually how that works sometimes they're friends sometimes they're not so her saying that she and fallon were not friends you know it was just like news to us but they had said that they met because dennis and simon were friends there's some kind of business partners i don't know what's going on but they knew each other first the ladies met they were cool they weren't friends but they were cool and then she came on the show and simon hinted a few months ago at fallon cheating on him well i just read something today saying that fallon is engaged and got engaged on an island b scott posted this she was engaged on an island or mexico or she's with someone else right now which is why she's not really bothered and she cheated anyway which is why she's not really bothered she doesn't want him anymore and everybody's like well why is Portia well 40 million dollars this man is worth so I think that just tells us all we need to know this man I hate to say it I hope I don't sound ridiculous he's not attractive Portia is way when we're talking about attractiveness Portia is way too pretty to be with this guy and so is Fallon because Fallon's beautiful as well 30 million dollars he has a jet he owns a nightclub he's got a lot of money and he wants to marry Portia and I guess she's gonna go with the flow until she can't flow no more so kudos to her and she's also getting a three-part special on her life thank you bravo I want to know it all I don't know if they started shooting yet I don't think they have I haven't heard anything about it bravo please get the good shit don't edit anything out bravo loves it let me tell you something about bravo they love to edit things out and it leaves the fans very confused and then we have to go searching through cast mates cast members instagrams to find out the real tea i don't want to have to do that bravo don't delete no extra scenes. I know the show needs to be a certain amount of time, but please do give us some extra. If you need to give us an extra episode or something, please do. Don't just go cutting stuff off and cutting stuff out when it don't make sense. Please, I, we want to know the whole story. The streets are talking and they're saying Sheree Woodsfield should be coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta next season. That should be very interesting. I would love to see that. I like Sheree. I want to see her house. I've seen her house before, but I want to see more of it. And she has this boyfriend named Tyrone who was in prison and he's out. And apparently, you know, they're doing pretty good. Well, I was at my dad's house last night and I was talking to my sisters. And imagine my surprise when I found out that Tyrone (laughs) went to high school with my parents. Yeah, he went to high school with my parents. Dad said he was a nice guy. He was quiet, very smart. Apparently, Tyrone went to jail for white-collar crime, which makes a lot of sense because a lot of smart people get caught up in that shit because they're smart. Um, Apollo being one of them. So let's see what happens. Maybe Tyrone will be on the next season of Real Housewives of Atlanta with Sheree, and we can find out more about him. Because, you know, Cairo was on Watch What Happens Live, the kids edition, and Andy asked him about his mom's relationship. He said, I don't know much about that. And I said, okay, well, that tells us a lot. 
This next story is something that I've never even thought about because it's so horrific. I don't think my mind could go to such a horrific place. A woman has described her horror after she says she was woken in her apartment by blood dripping from her ceiling onto her face after her upstairs neighbor had died. Anna Cardenas of El Paso, Texas, says she woke up at around 4 a.m. on Wednesday after hearing a dripping noise, which she thought was rain. Cardenas then saw blood, which was dripping from her ceiling, had splattered into the walls of her apartment, face, body, and bed after being propelled by her ceiling fan. It grossed me out. I was in shock. I thought this isn't real. This is a dream. Wake up, Cardenas told KTSM. I called maintenance and they said, are you sure? And I said, blood is falling on me. KTSM did not corroborate this account. Newsweek has reached out to local police and the apartment complex for comment. Cardenas then called 911 with authorities later determining that her upstairs neighbor, who was aged between 55 and 70, had been laying dead on the floor for several days and it had started to decompose. The firefighters knocked down his door and the body was lying exactly where my fan is underneath, Cardenas said. He had carpet, but the blood seeped through to my ceiling. They took the fan down and the pool of blood came down. Oh, my God. Police believe that her neighbor had been decomposing for about five to six days following his death from natural causes, Cardenas said. Cardenas said she has been staying in a hotel since the incident and has appealed to her neighbor's, her apartment's management team for compensation for her damaged property. I told them my bed is covered in blood and they told me they're sorry, but the insurance won't pay it, Cardenas told KTSM, adding that she did not have renter's insurance. Cardenas has now set up a GoFundMe to help pay for damages in the apartment. An unfortunate death occurred in the apartment above mine, which resulted in me having to immediately evacuate my home, she wrote in the description. Bodily fluids began leaking from the ceiling, contaminating all my personal belongings, bed, furniture, clothes, sheets, and much more are now destroyed and had to be thrown away due to biohazard. Others and I have made several attempts to contact the managers of Cielo Vista apartment complex with no response or return of my phone calls. I have no other means of shelter and now all my belongings have been contaminated, she added. This request this requested GoFundMe assistance will help with temporary shelter, replacement of my clothing, and much-needed personal belongings. Any assistance is highly appreciated in this time of need. At the time of publication, the GoFundMe has managed to raise more than $5,000. Cielo Vista Apartments has been contacted for comment. Let me tell you something. I will flip that whole apartment complex upside down. You mean to tell me that you can't do anything about the bed first of all first of all all her belongings I wouldn't even live there no more break the lease I don't even know if a situation like this with all her things being contaminated the manager's not returning the calls can she legally just leave without having to deal with the lease and all that stuff because I would just have to find somewhere else to stay first of all I really don't want to be in an apartment where somebody first of all died above me and then the blood who can get that out of their mind no no normal person can get that out of their mind I'm sorry I would not be able to live there anymore I feel bad for this lady because she's not getting the help that she needs and I hope the people donate to her, but they really shouldn't have to because these people should be taking care of it. But then I really do want them to donate to her because she needs more money because she needs to go somewhere else. Oh, no. I will flip El Paso upside down. 
So apparently somebody wanted Lil Romeo and Bow Wow to do a versus. And I don't know what happened between them, but Romeo put out this message. I know most take my professionalism as a weakness, but if you know, you know. Regarding this versus talk, I gave this man Bow Wow, Shot Moss, his roses when we were kids. And even reached out myself multiple times to celebrate him and our era together in a creative way. I could put my pride to the side if it means doing something positive and bringing back nostalgia for a dope-ass generation. Now, if you think this is smoke, my brother, we could hit up Logan Paul and get on one of those boxing tickets. You know me in real life, bro. We aren't kids anymore. Leave that for the fans. The same about the competition for me. This is about showing the impact that two young black kids had on the entire industry. That's the win. To inspire the next. It's no limit. You got my number. Hit me. Blessings, young legend. I'm going to tell you what I think happened. Bow Wow is such a sucker. Romeo is so kind. He's so nice. Bow Wow is a liar. He He just... Bow Wow has done a lot of stuff. And it just makes you look at him sideways. And Romeo hasn't done anything wrong, really, that I know of. He's a real cool guy. So... You know, this is all on Bow Wow. I don't know what Bow Wow did. Sometimes Bow Wow just gets, he just gets too hype. You know, he's just always in his feelings about something. I don't watch that show that he's on. Um, that he, I think he executive produces the show, Hip Hop Child. I don't know what it is. Y'all know what it is. My sister watches it sometimes with Angela, and I think Romeo's on the show as well. And. Bow Wow said he was going to put out a album talking about all his exes. Why? Why? What's wrong with you? The man has, he has issues and he's really good at rapping and he's really good at writing, but he just, I don't know what Bow Wow was doing. And I hope Bow Wow gets his shit together because this, I think this will be a nice versus. I know that Bow Wow's going to win this versus because he absolutely has more songs than Romeo. So I know he will win, but it would just be nice to see them together and listening to those old songs. So I hope they get it together. That'll be fun. So Chrissy Teigen's in trouble again. It seems like every other week, every other month, this lady is getting off of Twitter, getting back on. She says a lot of stuff, and at first it was funny, the things that she would say when she would talk about Donald Trump, and it was funny. But she deleted recently tens of thousands of tweets, and I didn't really understand why. Well, my goodness, the lady was barbaric in, like, 2011, 2012. Chrissy Stodden. I'm sorry, Christina Stodden. What is this young lady's name? Courtney Stodden, I'm sorry. If you're not familiar with Courtney, Courtney is the young lady who was 16 and married a 50-something-year-old. He is a musician, I believe, and it was just really weird. And they were on Marriage Boot Camp or some VH1 show that was just not okay and it shouldn't have been on TV and all of these things. And Chrissy Teigen... Mind you, this young lady was, she was a teenager. She was a a kid. And Chrissy Teigen told her to kill herself. So recently, the DMs resurfaced. It wasn't tweets, they were DMs. And they resurfaced. And 
Chrissy Teigen, like, they're getting her all the way out of here. Macy's and Target have since taken her cookware line and pretty much trashed that shit. They will no longer be selling it. Her books are still on sale at Target, but only a select few. And she was just about to sign a contract with Bloomingdale's. That's down the drain. But, like, Chrissy Teigen was awful. The things that she said were awful. I would love to know what's going on in that house. What is John Legend saying about this? Does he know his wife was sweet and like that? Was it before they got married? No, I don't think it was before they got married. How long have they been married? It's 2011. I don't know, but she was off the chain. And, you know, she's getting what's coming to her because you shouldn't tell that little girl to kill herself. She's a kid. She's a kid. Chrissy. Mm. Chrissy is off the chain. Hopefully, she'll never get on Twitter again. We don't have to hear about this anymore because I don't want to hear about it anymore. So, Larsa Pippen's back in the news. If you're not familiar with Larsa Pippen, she was married to Scottie Pippen, the NBA player. And she's been a friend to the Kardashians. And once upon a time, I believe she was on Real Housewives of Miami for the first season. I believe there were three seasons. And now it looks like she's been offered a contract to go back Royal Housewives of Miami was cancelled after the third season and now it's coming back it's going to be a reboot on Peacock which is now free they have some amazing shows on there if you want to go check that out but Bravo has its own little section and they will be rebooting Royal Housewives of Miami which I didn't really I didn't really get into that like I was into it but I really wasn't into it it wasn't that good the storylines weren't that good but it was entertaining because there was a fight or two there was a slap or two so that was always fun but apparently Scottie Pippen doesn't want her to be in Miami he wants her to come back to LA she just broke up with another NBA player Malik Beasley and Scotty is like, no, you need to come home because you have children. Their children are still very young. I don't even know. 13. Sophia's 13. Justin's 16. And um, he wants her to come back home. But, like, is he paying her? How much is he paying her in alimony? Because does it compare to a Bravo check? Plus, that lady need her own money. Let her be on that show and let her do what she do because, really... She doesn't have any friends in L.A. She's not friends anymore with the Kardashians. They dropped her. I don't know what happened with that, but they dropped her. And she got on TV. She got on the radio, I'm sorry, and started spilling the beans. She talked about how she dated Tristan before Chloe did. I just want to make something very clear. That's not a surprise to anybody. The Kardashians are known to... Still, I wouldn't say still because men go willingly, but they um, like to to um, obtain men from friends. That's the reason they are no longer friends with Trina, because Trina dated French Montana and then Chloe dated him. They were supposed to be friends. Black China, we all know what happened with her when she was dating Tyga. Then Kylie started dating Tyga while she was way underage. That was statutory rape. Then we have... Chloe, Tristan, Larsa, that triangle. There was another triangle. I'm not, I don't remember. But there was another situation. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, Lauren London. 
Was it Lauren London dated somebody? Something like that. They're, they are really good at obtaining men from people who they call their friends. And they don't really see a problem with it. And a lot of people, what are you going to do? They're very powerful in Hollywood, those those Kardashians. I don't know what Larsa did. I don't think we'll ever know because they don't really talk about certain stuff. Larsa talks too much. I remember when that whole thing went down with Jordan, Tristan, and Chloe. They were kind of, you know, bullying. They were cyberbullying Jordan. A lot of people were that day. And Larsa, in her old ass, I don't want to call her old because she's not really old. She's in her 40s, but she was far too old to be bullying a, how old is Jordan, 23, 24? What the hell? Like, Kim had to tell her to stop. I was like, okay, yeah, she does a lot. So she probably doesn't want to go back there. She ain't got no damn friends. When the Kardashians exile you and you're not black, you're exiled for sure. Because if they do exile Malika and her and her twin sister, Malika, they have black friends. And it's, it's very unfortunate because they, they let Chloe get away with a lot of shit that if she was my best friend, I would have to tell her about herself. Um, so they're stupid. Malika, especially, she's very dumb. Um, I don't think she's a good friend at all. When you have white friends, sometimes you got to check them on the shit that they do. And I don't think Chloe has ever checked for the shit that she does. So I'm not really a fan of Malika Huck. But I think that if they were to exile them and get rid of them, I think they would be okay. But I mean, what black people are going to want to deal with them because they let Chloe get away with so much. I would really like to see Larsa on this show, though. I think it'll be good for her. I want to see her as the star of something. I want to see her real personality. I don't remember what she was like. I think when the first season of Miami started, she was, I mean, like, she was cool. And she talked a little bit, but I did, we didn't really get to see much of her because you don't really get to know much of a person on a first season of a show and her being on a Kardashians I mean she was a friend of so she didn't really get to talk that much or whatever right she wasn't like the Malika of the show who was the best friend of Khloe Kardashian we get to see a lot of her life she makes a lot of money off of that show stupid ass but I would like for Larsa to stay her ass in Miami and get this money get this Bravo money because it's very lucrative and a lot of people don't even know that she was friends with the Kardashians. So a lot of the people that watch Bravo because they don't really cross over to the Kardashian world. Those are actually two different worlds. I know it sounds crazy. So you're like, it's all reality TV. There's a very big difference between Bravo and the E channel. Bravo is a whole entity in itself. Bravo once upon a time had being Bobby Brown on it. And that's when we first met Phaedra Parks from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She was on being Bobby Brown. Bravo, I love Bravo so much. Bill Gates is now being accused of being inappropriate with women in the workplace, which is not surprising at all because he's a powerful man who is rich. And, you know, those kind of men think that they can do whatever they want. I'm not saying he did it. I'm just saying what the people said. And literally, it's People Magazine. 
So it says Melinda French Gates was not entirely in the dark when it came to her husband Bill Gates' alleged indiscretions at Microsoft, a source tells People. Melinda was aware there were some issues, but it's unclear if she knew about all of it, says the insider. Though the couple split after 27 years of marriage earlier this month, a spokesperson for Bill, 65, on Monday confirmed an affair with a staffer that took place nearly 20 years ago. A recent New York Times report alleged that the billionaire Microsoft co-founder had a reputation of, for pursuing women who worked for him. There definitely were steps taken along the way with Microsoft at various times based on his behavior, the source tells People. A rep for Melinda, who met Bill after she started working for Microsoft as a product manager in 1987, did not immediately return People's request for comment, nor did a spokesperson for Bill. The Times report claimed that Bill was known for exhibiting questionable conduct in work-related settings and, on at least a few occasions, made attempts to pursue women who worked for him both at Microsoft and at Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which he founded with his wife in 2000. A spokesperson for Bill previously told People in a statement that the claim of mistreatment of employees is false. It is extremely disappointing that there have been so many untruths published about the calls, the circumstances, and the timeline of Bill Gates' divorce, the statement said. The New York Times' characterization of his meetings with Jeffrey Epstein and others about philanthropy is inaccurate, including who participated. Similarly, any claim that Gates spoke of his marriage or Melinda in a disparaging manner is false. The claim of mistreatment of employees is also false. The rumors and speculations surrounding Gates' divorce are becoming increasingly absurd, and it's unfortunate that people who have little to no knowledge of the situation are being characterized as sources. Meanwhile, a recent Wall Street Journal report alleged that Bill's past affair with a staffer was what prompted him to step down from the Microsoft board last year following an investigation, something he denied. A spokesperson for Bill told People in a statement that while there was an affair nearly 20 years ago that ended amicably, it had nothing to do with Bill's decision to transition off the board. Microsoft received a concern in the latter half of 2019 that Bill Gates sought to initiate an intimate relationship with a company employee in the year 2000, a Microsoft spokesperson said in a statement obtained by People. A committee of the board reviewed the concern, aided by an outside law firm to conduct a thorough investigation. Throughout the investigation, Microsoft provided extensive support to the employee who raised the concern. Bill and Melinda announced their split on May 3rd. They have three children, daughters Jennifer, 25, Phoebe, 18, and son Rory, 21. An insider previously told people that the couple split was not a surprise to their inner circle and that their relationship had been splintering before they officially called it quits. He could have treated Melinda better, the source said. He's not a saint, but there isn't one thing that created the final split. It goes deeper than that. So if you met your wife at your company... Wouldn't that tell people that there was a little something, something going on at the workplace that should not have been going on? There's no way that anybody can make me believe that this man did not approach his wife, his 
ex now ex-wife but before they were dating this young lady and not flirt with her and yada 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 i'm sure that if you were to go back in a time machine and look at the interactions between them and hear everything that they were saying that would be deemed inappropriate for the workplace thank you william gates you are not fooling any damn body sir you are not fooling any damn body there's also another woman involved in this mess i mean she seems like a mistress too because there was an arrangement melinda gates allowed bill gates to go on a long weekend trip with her every year so this is from yahoo news bill and melinda gates reportedly had an agreement that allowed him to see his ex-girlfriend for an annual weekend getaway Mr. Gates had dated Ann Winblad, an American businesswoman in the 1980s, and entered into an arrangement with his wife, Melinda, that allowed him to spend a long weekend with her. A 1997 Time profile by Walter Isaacson discusses his relationship with Miss Winblad and the extent of his involvement with her after his marriage with Melinda in 1994. The interview resurfaced after the multi-billionaire philanthropist couple announced their decision to dissolve 27 years of marriage. Another of Gates's vacation companions is Anne Winblad, the software entrepreneur and venture capitalist he dated during the 1980s. Doctor, I'm sorry, Mr. Isaacson wrote, they met in 1984 at a Ben Rosen Esther Dyson computer conference and started going on virtual dates by driving to the same movie at the same time in different cities and discussing it on their cell phones. That's innovative. For a few years, she even persuaded him to stop eating meat, an experiment he has since resolutely abandoned. Mr. Gates and Miss Wimblad broke up in 1987, partly because Wimblad, five years older, was more ready for marriage, says the profile, which added that they remained close friends. Even now, Gates has an arrangement with his wife that he and Wimblad can keep one vacation tradition alive, said the piece. Every spring, as they have for more than a decade, Gates spends a long weekend with Wimblad at her beach cottage on the outer banks of North Carolina, where they ride dune buggies, hand glide, and walk on the beach. Mr. Gates told Mr. Isaacson that they would play putt-putt while discussing biotechnology. Yeah, right. Elaborating on their bond, Miss Wimblad added that they would share their thoughts about the world and themselves and marvel about how, as two young overachievers, we began a great adventure on the fringes of a little-known industry, and it landed us at the center of an amazing universe. He even sought the approval of Miss Wimblad before proposing to his wife. What?! When I was off on my own, thinking about marrying Melinda, I called Anne and asked for her approval, Mr. Gates said, adding that he had Miss Wimblad's support in the decision. Oh, no. Oh, cut his throat. See, that's what I'm talking about. Disrespect. I understand that it's the money because I know you're thinking what I'm thinking. Would I be happy about it? No. Will I deal with it? Maybe so. For a couple of million, which I'm sure he was worth at that time. It was 1997. Yeah, probably worth a couple of million. Probably close to a billion because now he's worth like 124 billion. So probably a couple of million at the time. Sure, I'll deal with it. But Jesus Christ, every year, ex-girlfriend, and then you had a nerve to tell the people that you asked this woman for approval to marry your wife. O.M.I the damn g it's unbelievable 
Disrespectful. I would love to get an Excel spreadsheet of all the money Melinda has spent throughout their marriage and how much she's going to be getting in the divorce. My God, will it be worth it? I hope so. Thank you guys for joining me for this episode of Sincerely Shatea. Next episode, we're definitely going to get into the premiere of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm so excited. I think this is the most excited I've been for a Real Housewives season premiere. It looks like Crystal Minkoff is going to be the standout housewife this season but we'll see there could be plenty the cast is fairly large though Kathy Hilton is a friend of the show she's not holding a diamond she's very significant she's Kathy Hilton duh so enjoy the rest of your week guys and remember to drink wine and prosper I made that up just now it's good isn't it <laughs>